Brigmasters at the Ex Exponential Medicine Conference here in the Hotel Dell, Coronado, California. My pr privilege to catch up with a colleague and a superstar, in my opinion, in the innovation space, Rasu Shrestha. Hi, Rasu. Hey, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you. You too, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure to, uh, to speak to you here in front of the camera. Well, it's good to have you on the left coast. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing at UPMC, both uh, at the health system level and then on the innovation and enterprise side. Sure, yeah. So Greg, I'm the Chief Innovation Officer at UPMC, the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, uh, and I'm also the EVP for what we call UPMC Enterprises, which is our innovation and entrepreneurship arm at UPMC. So UPMC is this um, you know, fairly large payer provider organization where about 80,000 employees, $16 billion in annual revenue, uh, close to about 40 uh, hospitals. Um, but what's interesting is to, the, to that ying on the provider side, there's also the yang, which is really the, uh, the payer arm, right? And with almost about 3.5 million members, it keeps us honest. It keeps us in check in terms of, you know, really moving healthcare from where it is today to where it needs to be, this yin and yang of the payer provider, right? Um, because we're now focused not just on excelling and providing wonderful care uh, to our, you know, critically ill and, and, and sick patients, but also keeping them well, keeping them outside of our hospital walls, incentivizing value-based healthcare. And that's what we're really, really focused in on. Great context and great lens for incorporating innovation in the health system as well as the health plan space as an integrated entity. Let me ask you about something. Sure. So you're a radiologist yeah. by background. Yeah. How did you get drafted into this? <laughs> yeah, so um, I went from uh, the dark side to the dork side, I guess, you know, because you're in the dark room reading studies all the time. And uh, <laughs> and then went into informatics and, and data and and, and uh, innovation, which is I guess dorky. Um, but look, um, you know, I became a, a physician, a radiologist, uh, because I'm passionate about making a difference in the life of a patient. Um, that's what drove me to become a, become a doctor, and um, and I did that. Um, then I was doing an informatics training um, some time back. And that's when my eyes really opened up and I realized that, wow, you could um, really take that passion to make a difference in the life of a patient and scale that exponentially. We're an exponential med here. And that, and that, that really is what got me into you know, what I'm doing right now. You've got one life to live. Um, and I dove headfirst into this. Um, and it's been a while, it was maybe, what, 18 years ago or so. Um, I was in Los Angeles initially um, uh, after uh, some training in London and all of that, and, and now for the last 10 plus years in, in Pittsburgh. But it's that passion in, um, you know, making a difference in the life of a patient, but at scale. Uh, making a difference in reinventing the future of care, in not accepting the status quo in uh, taking technology and making technology invisible so that we can bring out the most human aspects of what it means to provide care. Still very much a goal at this point. It is. It is very much a goal. And this is uh, something that I'll talk about in my closing keynote here at XMED, um, which is really uh, this, you know, this mission that we're all on, right? And we oftentimes get blinded by buzzwords. <laughs> Right, uh, machine learning, AI, you know, oh, it's on this platform and it's cloud-based. You know, 
so what is it? <laughs> oh, you have an app. Okay, all right. You know, and so we get blinded by buzzwords and we lose sight of why it is that we're doing what it is that we're doing. Right? So, so that's part of what I'll talk about is um, why it's important for us to really focus in on um, the mission. Um, because when you're, you know, when you're just creating cool technology, which you know, nothing wrong with that, um, and even if you come out with some winners, um, they're short-lived, right? But if if you build those winners on the basis of substance around the most important aspects of, you know, uh, moving the needle forward, right? Unmet um, challenges and needs, and just even redefining what healthcare is all about. And if it's on the foundations of this mission that I'm talking about, then, then you know, when you have those successes, then there's a strong chance that it could actually be sustainable over time. So 18 years ago, you were probably an awkward species to your colleagues in the, on the medical staff. But 18 years later, there's a whole lot of inf- interest in clinical informatics and a lot of docs who are going into that space versus even donning their white jacket and doing the clinical dance. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, you, you call me a pioneer, call me what you may. Um, you know, arrows my back to prove it. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, there's been a lot that's changed even in the medical profession itself. Um, it's more than just docs who are, or clinicians who are interested in IT and informatics and innovation. There is a strong passion to this. In fact, there is now a career stream around all of this, which is great. It's refreshing. It's what needs to be. Um, but what's really important is to recognize that um, you know, it really is a team sport, and I'm not trying to be cliched around this, right? Um, so even initially, when I was trying to really push the envelopes of innovation forward, you know, wanted to make sure that we leveraged like the principles of human-centered design. You know, start first with empathy. You know, engage end users first in the design of these solutions, right? Don't just bring in a clinician when you're about to go live with software X and have this go live training with like a cheat sheet that you stuff down their white coat, white, uh, white coat pockets and whatnot. But um, how do we make sure that we engage end users, nurses, clinicians, um, radiologists, and patients, right? And the design of these solutions, um, even before a single line of code is written, right? So clinical informaticians are starting to do more and more of that. Um, but there's a method to the madness, and we're not taught this method to this madness in med school uh, and in residency or fellowship. Um, so it's, it's encouraging that there are more clinicians that are getting into this, but it's important for them to understand that this really is a team sport, that there's this method to the madness that they need to you know, add on to the years of schooling that they've had in, in medicine and, and science. Yeah, it's fascinating to be here, particularly with uh, those who are just winding down their residency or winding down their fellowship, and they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about, you know, what you sort of live and breathe day in and day out. So let me... because it's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way, right? Um, it, is, it is okay. In fact, I think it's really important to have people in your team who don't know what no looks like, <laughs> who don't know what oh, that can't be done, looks like, right? Because after, you know, maybe a couple of years of doing this, a lot of people become jaded. They're like, oh, we could never do that. You know, why not? Oh, because, you know, HIPAA. <laughs> like, really? HIPAA <laughs> should have an ICD-10 code. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, Rasu, the, uh, what I find fascinating about you, besides being supremely well-articulate, 
in your expressions and communications capabilities. But you sit at uh, on uh, on three stool uh, three stools: the, the the health plan, the health system, and the enterprise group. And so we've seen a lot of innovation centers that have come up untethered, and then we've seen a rash of innovation centers that come up tethered specifically to the health system, less so on the payer side. But let me ask you, uh, uh, from that perspective, two questions. One is, what are you seeing on the enterprise level that you're finding, uh, that you're excited about? And then, in more generally, how do you see of these these exponentials, robotics, AI, VR, you know, whatever, machine learning, where are you most energized in terms of, yeah, this can really do this here and create these outcomes? Yeah, I, I think those two things, the two questions, that two-part question that you asked really has one answer, which is what we're doing at UPMC Enterprises on behalf of the rest of UPMC, which you know, I use essentially as a living lab, because what better place to... Um, not not just experiment, but really create the future, right? Um, then the living lab, that's UPMC, this yin and yang that I referenced earlier, where we have tons of data, you know, 27 petabytes worth of data that's doubling every 18 months. Um, you know, use cases galore in terms of you know, everything from uh, long-term care, senior care facilities, to pediatric facilities, to oncology, to you name it, right? Um, and, 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 and what's really interesting is because we're not just talking about value-based care, these newer care models, we're living and breathing those today, day in, day out. We're a couple of years ahead of the marketplace, which is a perfect place to create exponential innovations, right, and, and to create the future today, which is what we're seeing here at Exponential Med as well. We're talking about all of these quote-unquote futuristic things, but the reality is that it's all here. You know, there's this quote that says, the future's already here, it's just not evenly distributed. Well, the future's already here at XMED. <laughs> it's just not evenly distributed beyond XMED. Amen to that. That's right. And so, so we're trying to do that at UPMC Enterprises with discipline and with rigor and with a sense of purpose. Right? We're putting our money where our mouth is. Right? We've been at this now for, for a couple of years. We're not, you know, just this new innovation team that's just been catalyzed. Uh, and, and, and this hobby on the side, you know, yeah, we got to have innovation because, you know, it looks cool. Um, it, it is cool. <laughs> but there is a purpose to this, right? There's scar tissue behind our backs that, that, that have come from years of uh, looking at multiple different models, perfecting those models, learning from our successes, but learning, more importantly, also from our failures, and really then iterating on those and pushing those forward. So, you know, what we're doing is, A, focus really on what's most important from a delivery perspective as a payer provider system uh, from the lens of UPMC. What are our most critical clinical and or operational needs, unmet needs and challenges, right? How do we then leverage technology, expertise, um, business processes, and exponentially create solutions that will move these, um, um, you know, these challenges to the solutions uh, and, and take it to the next level. And then, um, how do we implement those solutions at UPMC, right? So the software speak is we eat our own dog food. <laughs> we drink our own champagne, sounds maybe better here in this setting. Uh, but we do that uh, because that way we're able to get um, more rigor into the product and, and those companies that we're co-creating or co-investing in or creating. And, and, and then business success, because we want for it to be successful, not just at UPMC, but scaling it outside of UPMC. So it's those sorts of partnerships and the most strategic of nature that we're really uh, striving for. 
Love that. In other words, uh, it's beyond the ad copy. You've actually got the bruises and the successes to prove it. So let's talk about some of the antennae into the those viable business models from the enterprise level. What, what are you most excited about, and might you have a dog in the hunt around blockchain? So, yeah, um, excited about a lot of things, right? Um, never got, never ask a guy charged with innovation, so what's new? <laughs> it's like, how much time do you have, <laughs> right? Um, so excited about a lot of things. We have uh, four key domains within UPMC Enterprises, focus areas, because it's really important to focus, right? Because otherwise you can get blinded <laughs> by, you know, uh, this is a slew of possibilities. Um, so one is really translational science. Right. How do you take great science and research work that's coming out in areas like immunotransplant therapy and, 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 and uh, genomics and, um, and, and all of that and, tra- and translate it into commercial success, um, successes that will move the needle in, in the way that care is being transformed. Um, the other is consumer. Right? Not just creating a, an app and uploading it to the app store, but you know, if the future of healthcare is moving away from the bricks and mortar hospitals to patients' homes and smartphones and, and tablets and algorithms, what does that business really look like? Right? What does that future really look like? Um, the third is what we call improving uh, outcomes. Um, a mix essentially of clinical tools, sort of the NF1 as the clinician is treating that patient in oncology and imaging and other areas, cardiology, to the NF many population health, right, and bringing those together to really improve outcomes overall. And then the fourth is around infrastructure. How do we look at some of the most um, you know, daunting challenges in the delivery of healthcare? That, you know, there's so much waste in like revenue cycle management, supply chain management. Right, so um, so all of those areas um, leverages you know great technologies, but also are built on the basis of strong science and academic rigor. Um, but when it comes to technologies like blockchain, which is part of your question, um, we're you know really interested in looking at um, you know how that could make a tremendous impact in, um, in 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 rethinking the paradigm in healthcare. Right? Um, so we haven't made specific investment bets yet in that area. It's a space that we're looking at. But you know, personally, one of the areas that I'm really interested in from a blockchain perspective is to say, all right, uh, maybe you know, in, in the past decade plus of interoperability, data interoperability in healthcare, right, um, maybe we've been betting on the wrong horse. Because <laughs> you, know? you and I know this, Greg, right? We've been betting on um, EMR vendors to essentially play ball and say, All right, "Hey, adhere to the national standards, create you know specific ways to interoperate," and and they're doing a lot more of it today than they've ever done in the last decade plus. Um, but having said that, you know, could we exponentially move this to the next level? Right? Could we use um, capabilities like blockchain and empower the end users, consumers, to take charge of their data, liberate the data, give them? charge of their data, but not just, hey, here's your data, good luck with it, you know, but uh, give them the set of capabilities to manage the data securely, give them the set of capabilities to bring insights, to change behavior, right? And and so capabilities like blockchain and AI and, and others will, I think, help with that because it'll address some of the you know, the, the most critical challenges that we've had today in liberating data and getting insights out of data and, and getting at behavior change, which really is the end goal of all of the data elements that we're bringing together. Could be a zeitgeist shift. Uh, yeah. 
Any thoughts about whether there's an application here in terms of adjudicated bundled payments from the point of view of a dollar comes into the bundle, then X number of cents allocated to radiology, lab, surgery? So um, that's the future. Uh, and the future is here today because we're living and breathing that um, in large parts at UPMC. We're piloting uh, very successfully these models across UPMC with uh, you know, demonstrated success in l multiple different areas around um, like patient-centered medical homes, right? PCMH models. Um, and we're looking at shared savings and shared risks. Um, and, and, and the key here, Greg, as a, as a radiologist by training, is to say, hey, look, it's not just every specialty onto themselves or every physician onto themselves. It is really a team sport, right? We're focused, we should be focused, uh, more on outcomes as opposed to interpretation. We've been focused for the longest time on interpretation. What's the diagnosis? What's the interpretation? What's the ICD-10 code for this? Because we got to document it, we got to bill it, we got to get the report out, right? And, and that should not be the core focus. The focus should really be outcomes and satisfaction and value and quality, uh, right? And, and it's those things that we're really trying to push forward. And when you think about those things as opposed to the things that we're focused in, in the software that we've created thus far uh, as an industry, then you start thinking about um, you know what I mentioned earlier, which is the team sport aspect, which is how do we cohesively work together as a team, really with that consumer, that patient in the center, right? Again, not sounding cliched because this is actually what we're doing, but do this in the best interest of that person. I do this so that if, for example, we decide um, that it is not in the patient's best interest to order yet another uh, CT of the head and neck, you know, for this whack to the head or for this recurring headache that this patient's had. Well, let's not order that scan, right? Because it's wasting money for the system as a whole. It's ir irradiating the patient, you know, uh, with unnecessary radiation, right? And, and it's not going to generate any uh, insights, any additional insights, because, you know, we've got the right decision support protocols that's telling us that that's actually not indicated. But today, there is no incentive for not doing a procedure. There is no ICD-10 code for not doing an unnecessary scan. There is, there should be, but there isn't, right? But if we are able to incentivize outcomes, right, what we're able to do is suddenly the logic, <laughs> common sense logic, the stuff that physicians got into their fields to do, which is really to take care of the patient, but we were inundated with technology and these regulations around documentation and billing and, and security and all of those things, those can suddenly, you know, be less important or fade away and what can really come out and, and, and be super important, which is what I think is, is key, is how, what do we do in the best interest of that person, of that patient? Can you share any of the investments you've made in the Enterprise Fund? Sure, yeah. I mean, um, we've got lots of things that we're, we're going after. Uh, we lead rounds into companies, um, and we've got this spectrum of investments that we've made. Um, you know, this, this the Pittsburgh Health Data Alliance, which is a trifecta partnership, really, between UPMC, Carnegie Mellon University, right, uh, and University of Pittsburgh. And we're trying to leverage that brain trust that exists in, in the uh, Pittsburgh area to really say, all right, let's put our heads together. We've got lots of data. Um, Pitt, University of Pittsburgh has lots of great science. You know, they're top five in NIH rankings when it comes to science and technology. And then CMU, <laughs> you know, world's first machine learning department, lots of great technologists that are coming out of 
uh, CMU. So we're putting our heads together, and, and what we're doing is we're funding those ideas. So we're, you know, creating a force field around, um, you know, specific ideas and, and pain points and challenges, and giving it, you know, runway of say a year or whatnot, and saying, all right, let's let's actually provide funding, let's provide support, and and see where this goes. Right? Could be a product, could be a company, could be a product attribute, or could be a failure that we learn from and build upon. Right? So those are sort of on the smaller scale. We lead rounds into companies, series A, B type rounds into companies. Um, and an example of this is we led a $17 million Series A round um, into a company called Lantern Health uh, out of San Francisco. Uh, they're in the space of mental health. And um, you know, I truly believe that it's an imperative for us in this day and age for us to really address um, two of the biggest challenges in mental health. One is stigma, and the other is access, access to care, right? Specialists, access to specialists and, and resources. So we're trying to address both of those with um, uh, capabilities that we're bringing to the table through Lantern Health, making CBT protocols directly accessible through uh, mobile devices directly to the patients and, and others as well. Um, but there are you know, multiple other investments that we've made, but we're always searching for the, the right sorts of partnerships, um, partnerships that bring in talent, um, a sense of urgency uh, to solve some of the most critical challenges and pain points in healthcare. And, uh, and, and, and a willingness to work with um, you know, a really invested uh, partner like us. We're not just doing this because it's fun. Um, we're doing this because it needs to be done. So we'll close with this. You're a first-time ex-Metter here, and you attend your share of conferences. You're no stranger to that front. Uh, what's your... And also, I understand you had a conversation with Christina Farr of CNBC. There were some top-line takeaways. Maybe you could share some of that with us as well. But give me a sense of your experience here. What's, what's, uh, what have you uh, been um, intrigued by? And what's your just general sentiment being here first time? Um, so Shauna and Daniel have been trying to um, you know, get me to XMED for a while. And you know, I'm so glad that I, they got me here this year. Um, and I'm very thankful to them for doing that. And, and, and you know, giving me the privilege to, uh, to close XMED. So I'll, I'll be the closing keynote um, tomorrow. XMED, my first time here, like you said, is unlike any other conference that I've been to. It's just absolutely remarkable. The, um, the caliber of individuals that congregate here, um, you know, globally, just you know, the who's who of you know, really leading the charge and pushing the needle in innovation, not afraid to question the status quo, but really saying, hey, and not just throwing darts in the dark, but really pushing the needle and saying, all right, here's where healthcare is going, right? That's just remarkable. The conversations, the presentations, the style, and the finesse. Of, of the discussions and the presentations that, that are ongoing here at XMED, that's second to none. So I've been really, really impressed. Uh, what's also really interesting is the the, uh, the conversations that you have outside of the ballroom and outside of the, the discussion areas uh, where you're able to, you know, give a hug to Christina Farr as I did just now um, and, and rub shoulders with, you know, top innovators globally really and talk about impact, talk about scale. Uh, so that's really um, interesting as well. Um, the, the backstory to Christina, Christina is um, one of the most interesting interviews that I've done was actually with Christina Farr. I was about to take off from some airport somewhere, I guess, after a conference that you alluded to earlier as well. And um, so she DMs me on Twitter 
and says, hey, Dr. Shasta, would you have time for a couple of questions? I'm like, I don't know, I might, I'm about to take off, but you know, shoot. <laughs> so she shoots me a couple of questions, I shoot back uh, what I believe were hopefully insightful answers, and, and there you have it, you know, it ended up in, uh, in, uh, in, a, in a remarkable article that she wrote on artificial intelligence. And, but that's Christina Farr, she does her homework and uh, does her diligence, but um, you know, right there, a DM interview. <laughs> Via Twitter, just, yeah, yeah, and that's code speak for a private message on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So you know, again, um, exponential med has just been remarkable. Um, and what I'm most excited about is to take all of the uh, the great ideas and technologies and capabilities and passion that I'm seeing here in this conference, and to replicate that. Right, and scale it really with uh, with with everyone that, that we're um, we're uh, buddying up together. But scale it. I think scaling it is important. It's it's one thing to have cool innovations at one organization, like maybe ours at UPMC or or you know some other innovation center elsewhere. But it's another thing to say, all right, this is scalable, and here's how to scale it. Right, creating those right business models, making sure that you have the right set of capabilities to really take it out to market and make a difference, a big difference, in in some of these, you know, some of the most challenges, some some of the most pressing challenges that we have in healthcare. Oh, Rasu, I want to thank you for spending some time with me. You're a stellar representative, spokesperson for this uh, for this world that we live in today. Uh, highest integrity and just a wonderful person. It's always great to see you at conferences. Greg, thank you very much. And I love the work that you do. And, you know, keep innovating and keep pushing the needle. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.